On a scale from one to ten, where would you rank Momo's special skills? Yeah, I think he's like a seven and a half or an eight, probably eight and a half. I mean, <laughs> uh, buddy, how hard are you to impress? I mean, the dog invented a, a game of hide and seek that has given you a career. And you're There's always seven? room for improvement. Hello. Hi. Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. And I'm Richie Redding. Our guest today, what can I say? He's a Canadian. He's an author. He's a designer. He's a taker of pictures. He's a world traveler and one hell of a dog dad to his good boys, Momo and Boo. It's Andrew Knapp. Yay. Richie, I need you to work me up every day. Can you call me every morning with that? <laughs> it would get old after three or four mornings. I, I know that because my Alexa every day says, you're good enough, you're smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like you. And it's been for years, and yeah. it wore off real quick. <laughs> but, but you still have it going. I'm too lazy to fix that shit, yeah. <laughs> What's up, man? Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I'm really happy to be on here. I'm really excited. So you were you were calling or dialing in, zooming in from Vancouver. Yeah. I'm zooming in from Vancouver. Yeah, you got you don't. I mean, I was listening to your podcasts, and I see you got a lot of doctors on there. You got a lot of serious people, and then I'm like, what is what is my edge here? I'm a Canadian. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, I don't think you got a lot of Canadians on this. Well, I mean, and also the the Canadians, your people, known for being edgy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> we're foot draggers. Really, just those acid tongued uh, <laughs> Canadians. No, you know what it is. I, I, I someone put it really well for me. Is that um, Americans could be pretty aggressive, and Canadians are passive aggressive. We still have all of the stuff. But it's under the it's under the surface. <laughs> yeah, my takeaway from doing shows in Canada is that like you're you know there's a zero percent chance that you're going to get shot, but a pretty good chance is somebody will swing at you. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, you could also get shot. Yeah, anything could happen in this marvelous country. But it's by a musket also if you get shot. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they only get one shot. A musket. <laughs> yeah, that, that reload is where. You you really get away. Uh, <laughs> you feel like you're in the 40s while it happens at least. Yeah, there's that big comical black cloud of smoke. <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to get to Vancouver uh, just to check out the beauty. Like it looks like an amazingly scenic place, but I've also heard horror stories about how PC the comedy clubs are. Because you get no, no joke. Yeah. You can get sued for saying stuff in Canada. Wow. Oh wow. I've I've gone. I went to I went to Yuck Yucks once. Uh-huh. No, I went to Yuck Yucks a couple of times here. I laughed a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 the kind of humor that you laugh about it with your friends afterwards and say, I can't believe they said that. Not that it was like pushing any limits, just that it wasn't funny. Like I can't believe they went up on stage. <laughs> no, but there there were some good ones, and then there were some 
like people trying things out. Um, but I, I love it all. That sounds like an open mic. And, and but... for our Americans who don't know, Yuck Yucks <laughs> is like the premier Canadian comedy club, right? I don't know if premier is it's the thing. It's a pop, popular one, a it's, big one. It's the most common no? one. Yeah, okay. they, they've got the most of them. It's like the but... improv here. No. Just kidding. I don't. No. What do I know? I've only been it's a, a comedy hut, girlfriend you know? for seven days. But yeah, yeah. Uh, chuckle hut. Yeah, it's a real <laughs> chuckle hut. <laughs> I like that. So we haven't mentioned this yet, but you're like kind of a big deal. Oh my god! Right? So, okay. So will you take us through a for, little Andrew well, for uh, finding well, Momo? Oh, for, right. Yeah. Yeah. If, for if, finding Momo. That's yeah. that's why we have him. That's why he has like seven hundred thousand followers because of the very successful book and website, Finding Momo. So yeah. cute. Yeah. So cute. I love it so much. You're really waxing there, babe. Yeah. It's so, it's just, that came it's with a so stare good. off. Like, oh, it's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> <laughs> you're just picturing Momo's face. I didn't know it. Yeah. So we want to hear all about that process of starting finding Momo. But first, what's up with them childhood pets, bruh? Oh, yeah. What, what happened? What happened to me? Who yeah. hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Take us on your dog, your pet journey, like leading up to yeah. Momo and Boo. Yeah. I, well, we always had a family dog, and it was always of the of the Kali genre. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know why we always had a family dog. Uh, I, I guess we're dog people. Mm-hmm. Um, our first one was Tuffy or my first one, uh, in my life was Tuffy. Uh, and Tuffy was like a miniature Sheltie and he was really barky and he was like, he was like a big ball of fur and fat and just <laughs> run around and yap at everyone. Uh, sounds like a Sheltie. <laughs> and then after Tuffy, we got TJ. TJ was a brown, and white border collie. I guess they call them red uh-huh. in the dog world. Cute. Brown is red oh, yeah. and, and gray is blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we had, T- we had TJ who was Tuffy Jr. Um, and then TJ was like my, my buddy. I don't know. I, I'm trying to like, I'm working through some stuff with my therapist mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what my relationships were, were like when I was a kid with my siblings. I have three older uh, siblings. And I, I'm feeling like my dog was like my real sibling tough or TJ was my, like, was my brother. And, uh, we always hung out. I brought him for walks. I taught him tricks, which I thought was amazing, which is like my, my greatest accomplishment of my childhood. And, uh, and then after that, I just knew that I had a, I had a thing for border collies. So I waited until I bought a house with a yard. I built a fence. And then I got a dog. And that dog was Momo? That dog was Momo. Well, from everything that I gather, raising a border collie, especially puppies, it's really chill. Yeah, very (laughs) relaxed. Don't need to do anything, really. They train themselves. Uh Amazing. Well, they are so smart. I think they probably could train themselves, but But they do require a lot of energy. They're like, what? (laughs) They're latchkey kids, but dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I wanted a Border Collie specifically because I knew I needed that something to kind of bite me in the heels and, yeah. and keep me keep me on uh on my feet i suppose and i think i got way more than i bargained for um <laughs> but the the funny thing about momo is is like everybody says that like oh they are you know border collies are crazy how do you do it like momo is so chill oh, he's so chill like funny. he will he will run at 100 percent uh while he's running while he's chasing things yeah um but the rest of the day he just chills out and he relaxes and he's by my side. Um, I mean, I, I traveled a lot with him and he's been in so many coffee shops and restaurants at my foot off a leash, Aww. you know, um, just kind of laying there. Nobody even notices him. So he's just been the, the chillest dog. And he's now a senior. Um, he's 12 and a half. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to ask, 
that that's not nine. due to age that he's uh, that he's chill. Like you tell me, this was no. he he was a chill two year old border collie. Yeah, you're yeah, drugging that like, dog. I mean, he he had his fits <laughs> and he had his like his 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 mannerisms, but. I think I ran him a lot though too, right? I, I threw a ball um, for him a lot. I, I obsessively walked him, um, probably to a fault. I think, I think if I did a border collie again, I wouldn't walk him as much because I think I might have worn his joints out. So now he's on all the arthritis stuff and I'm like, Oh shit. I maybe walked him too much. Hold on for a second. Is that a thing, babe? <laughs> um, <laughs> that, so, so. I don't think I don't think for Momo that it is. I mean, I think he's twelve, and and you know, I think mm. um, I always say like eighty percent, but I think it's really more like all, all dogs after the age of like ten have some degree of arthritis. Mm. So we would definitely expect that with him. Okay, so I could feel a little less guilty. <laughs> it's no, not I, you. Yeah, you I, actually, you probably you did really good by walking him because you're keeping him in you know in shape and. That's really mm-hmm. the most important thing and keeping his muscles active. And I don't want to discourage your self-flagellation mm-hmm. over this. You know, I mean, if, <laughs> if you want to take full credit for his degenerative joints, then yeah, yeah, that's that should keep you up, right? Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll vouch for that. He's like, thanks, thanks, guys. I'm <laughs> done with this podcast. I love this. Um, no, this is great. I, I love it. Let's first say yeah. that you are a fantastic photographer and your your images are stunning. Stunning. And uh, thank you. And, and I think always- you were OG on the gram because you have like five. Like if you want to go to an account and just scroll for hours, like you have almost three thousand, four thousand. Oh my god! Photos. Yeah. I mean, I, I was posting wow. one a day when I first, one or two a day when I first uh, started on there. But I had like a blog before that. I remember when I was, when I was, it was like my one a day blog before Instagram. Uh-huh. Uh, I was on some, some blog uh, platform that doesn't exist anymore. Um, <laughs> so all my photos on there disappeared. Uh, and there were some photos of, I think I got Momo uh, at that point. It was like 12 years ago and I started, and that's when I think I needed that muse and Momo came into my life and he was, you know, he's just such a handsome fella. So handsome. And those eyes, I mean, Cutest. we have dogs, we look into our dog's eyes, we make eye contact, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's something special there. And I think that's, that's, that's part of what it was. And, and, and the fact that he's a border collie and he's, he's, he's got that intelligence where he looks at you and, he, and he's like, what do you need me to he's do for you? Out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's, I don't know, that's how that started. I started photographing him. Uh, and then Instagram came along and I saw, you know, it's a, it's a game, it's a show and tell game. Um, and, uh, I, I think it, I think it played into some of my like younger coping mechanisms of distraction, um, of attention getting. And I think that's when I was like, I was like, oh, I could, I could share these photos and I could have these, I, I could have this game that keep, that people can play. And then, so I started taking photos of Momo all over the place and he started hiding in the photos um, in a way that like he would drop a stick at my feet and run off into the woods and <laughs> stare at me from the woods and wait for me to throw it. Uh, and I was literally playing the game with him. He literally like invented the game. So I started taking photos of this. I, I had no clue that that's how, yeah. that that's how it worked. I, I thought you were just taking pictures, uh, you know, with, with him in a background that was hard to find him, but he's like participating in this. He started it. He started it. He figured it out and he's really good at sit and stay. He's a pro sit and stayer. That's big. So, That's big. Yeah, it's big. Uh, 
so we started doing that and and you know i started planning the scenes and i was i would walk around with my camera all over the place and um just kind of have them popping up behind something and um and it, it just took off uh it it went viral in the early days of things going viral back before like i think now like a hundred things go viral every single day it is overwhelming yeah but i think I'd, you know when that was happening it was the early days of going viral so going viral meant something you get picked up on all the blogs um and like buzzfeed and stuff Back when viral was viral <laughs> yeah so yeah so then so then we just I, I said this, this, you know, this would make a good, it would make a cute book. Um, not just for the sake of making it into a book, but for the sake of like connecting with people and, and hopefully like inciting that, uh, sense of adventure and that, uh, that appreciation for travel, I guess. And the human animal bond, I'd say. The human animal bond. Yeah. The Momo and me bond. We, uh, and yeah, we really connected and like he became my best buddy and, and then we just traveled all over the place um, and made a bunch of books out of it. Well, first of all, I will say that uh, that some bitch is hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Where is that some bitch? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't know this also, yeah. but uh, Where's Waldo totally stole this idea from yeah. Andrew. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. They're totally biting off you, dude. You should sue him. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, we were going to call it Where's Momo, but... They beat us to it somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it, like, it's a similar concept, but it's like, it's so different though because it's a, a, a natural landscape and like, it's not an assault on your eyes where everything looks the same. It's just really crazy how well he blends into stuff. Like, it's really, really nuts. Yeah. And I, and I think it's because he's, you know, he's a shadow, you know, with, and he's got that. Uh, um, it's like, um, kind of wishbone shape and that's the, the border collie kind of mm -hmm. white down the middle of the eyes and then around the nose. Mm -hmm. Um, so it creates this like kind of peace sign and that has kind of become, that's what he looks like. He's to me, he's the, the designer in me is like, he's a simple shape. <laughs> just a simple uh, wishbone shape. Well, um, but we should also point out that you found Momo's face on Boo. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. That, yeah. Is, that was freaky, buddy. That yeah. is. That was a, a God moment. Yeah. That, that's beyond Lisa yeah. level obsession, yeah. right there. That's right. That, hey, wait. But did you guys see it? Yeah. And do you, oh, did you see? Did you see Momo? I just took your word for it. I think. <laughs> I don't know that I saw it necessarily. You know, some people did, said that, and then eventually saw it, and then said, "I take that back." So I think you're just not um, enlightened yet. I, Momo yeah. enlightened. Well, uh, when when I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god!" I didn't know he was Catholic, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was raised uh, in the Catholic Church, and I thought I had stigmata for a while, but it turned out it was just a blister. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was doing pull ups, you know. Yeah. But but yeah, no. I mean, it, it's likely that you saw your dog's face in your other dog. Sure. <laughs> I saw it. I, I saw it. it I'm going to say I saw it. It's there. It's definitely Stigmata. there. <laughs> uh, uh, I've I seen it everywhere. I mean, someone sent me a picture of their their uh, their parfait. They're like <laughs> ice cream parfait. And Momo was literally in the parfait. That's I have it in my funny. Instagram, like my, my story, my safe story. Oh. There's a couple of instances where Momo exists in, in, in weird now places. Now I think I'm going to start seeing Momo everywhere. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, this is a an interesting uh, dog lovers Rorschach, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you see, Momo? What do you see here, Momo? <laughs> what does it say about this? Man? What do you mean I'm wrong? There is yeah. no right or wrong in Rorschach. You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong, dude. How many uh, miles does Momo have? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably. Under a hundred thousand. That's to say, that could be anything, which is perfect. I'm gonna give you that. <laughs> we'll say around hundred thousand. But I mean, like, so, so when you're okay. Question: When you're traveling with Momo originally, were you on other photography assignments, or were you just traveling for yourself and brought him with? I've yeah, I've always brought him with me, and this was before any of the book or Instagram stuff. I would just travel with him, uh, and. Uh, you know, we we would typically escape the Canadian winters and go south. That was my thing to do. I was a snowbird, they call us. Yeah, <laughs> but once you started having the Instagram success and the book, were you writing off those trips? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Are you, well, yeah. You're asking I this because yeah. you just started your own business and now everything you want to know what you can write <laughs> <Maybe> off. <alone. laughs> uh, no, I'm not that, I'm not that organized with my taxes. Okay, just in case the Canadian officials are listening. <laughs> sure, you don't write those <laughs> off. <laughs> so you have taken them overseas quite a bit too, right? Just the one time. Oh, just uh, one time. I, you know, I told myself that I would never fly with him. Um, because I did, I just, I didn't want to see, I didn't want to see him go into the cargo area and I didn't want to be separated for him from him for a flight. Um, but then I asked myself the daring question, what if I did? Mm. And, uh, and, and it was all, it was all Europe from then on. Um, it, it's a lot of logistics. Um, but, uh, I just did it once, um, just the one time. Uh, I drove to uh, Montreal to fly to Portugal because it was the closest connecting direct flight. Uh, it was only five and a half hours or something from Montreal to to, to Lisbon. Um, so we did that flight. But of course, on the way back, we ran we ran into all kinds of trouble. I missed my flight. I had to take another oh. one that wasn't going to Montreal. I was now going to Toronto and I was leaving for, from Barcelona. Um, and then there was a delay on takeoff. So Momo ended up being in the cargo area for about nine oh. hours. Oh, no. Which... I knew it was also okay because, you know, sometimes I go to sleep, I would go to sleep early and get up late and it would be like 12 hours and Momo, you know, then I bring him out in the morning. He, he, he could hold his bladder. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't the favorite situation, but then when you land, uh, you got to wait to import because you're importing an animal. So you got to bring them through, um, special customs and agriculture. Uh, and when we landed in Toronto after our, our big Europe trip, uh, he defecated in the airport. Aww. Definitely. Um, <laughs> and he deserved it. Uh, yeah, and, <laughs> What'd you do? Um, I picked it up, threw it out. And I, there was a little kid uh, walking by and I'll never forget the kid. He just, he just laughed. He loved it. And I was like, yeah, you laugh kid. This is funny. <laughs> this yeah. is funny. Oh my God. And he actually peed in the airport too. In the, he peed in the lineup. And you know that lineup that you feel like you're being watched on camera and you're not allowed to use your phone right before you hit customs. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you like, you feel like if you turn around and leave, they're definitely going to arrest you. Uh-huh. Um, that's when he peed. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do about this. I'm not going to go to the washroom, bring back. Some, <laughs> so I just kind of left it there. Uh, I did not deal with that one. Yes, and that like, I'm, so, I, if, if he pees inside, I clean it up. If he poops somewhere, he shouldn't, I clean that up. But this time I was like, you know what? 
airport, your problem. <laughs> and, so, so just uh, countless people drag their suitcase wheels through yeah, it. Yeah, it's just pee. I don't know what happened to, but the the the. The customs guy <laughs> went around the he came up to me after dog and he's pee. like, your dog peed over there. Yeah. And oh. I was like, I know. And it was on the other side of customs. <laughs> and I was like, that's another country technically, isn't it? I cannot go there. <laughs> and he just like gave me a naughty look. And I left. And that, that pee is still there to that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So take us through the process of when you got them and you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I, I got them from a breeder, uh, a really lovely breeder, because um, I've heard you guys talk about this on podcast too before. I did not know rescue dogs was a thing. Mm-hmm. I had not heard the term rescue dogs. Yeah. When my dad got a dog for the family, it was research who breeds border collie puppies, mm-hmm. go and get one and bring it home. Um, I, I remember um, one of the puppies that I was looking at before I found Momo was the was was from the same breeder that my dad got PJ from. And I remember, oh my God. So first of all, we were driving down the road to get there. I was there, I was going there with my friend Harriet and it was taking forever because it was in the middle of nowhere. And she was like, the road is so long because there's puppies at the end of it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we kept going and we got there and it was this, it was this shack and uh, it was a horrible conditions. And I, I mean, I should have rescued a puppy from there. I know that they all got rescued um, because Soon after that, the lady got shut down and all the puppies got taken away for adoption and she lost her license to breed or got banned from breeding or whatever. But I ended up Googling border collie puppy, driving four hours, meeting Momo, and then paying the person $550 and driving home with Momo. (laughs) (laughs) This was my experience. Wow. It was just like, yeah, that's my, that's my beginning story. (laughs) Google border collie puppy pay money. Yeah. I mean, 12 and a half years ago, I really don't, I mean, I didn't know about, I mean, it's yeah. like, it's just so, it's just not like it was. But also sure. I love yeah. that because you said that was TJ's lineage. Yeah, I think it was. No, 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 it wasn't. That was a different one. That was the, that was the shack. This yeah. was a different no, person. the shack. That's what I'm saying. So it was like, yeah. basically your dad just went to this horrible shit box. <laughs> 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 yeah, don't ask guys. Don't ask. I never, <laughs> I never put that together yeah. before. Wow. Yeah. Got some talking to do with my dad. We all yeah. find out that our parents were way shadier than we thought they were. Yeah, on this podcast, yeah. Dad, I have to shame you for something. Yeah, yeah. So you never thought when you, uh, yeah, when you went to that ramshackled place, <laughs> maybe we could have called somebody. Wouldn't it be great though if people could lose their own license to breed? Like if somebody has, <laughs> like, like, oh, people? yeah, if somebody people, has yeah. six kids living for in a sure. shitbox. Like we're gonna have to pull that uterus. Oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> But for sure. I think some countries do it, and I don't think it works very well. Yeah, Yeah. probably shouldn't go too deep in the weeds on this one, but it was was a thought. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But I... There, there's also something neat though about having dogs from of the same lineage because like Lee, Chloe's a a like the niece of yes. your old dog Max, yes, and she has a picture picture with Max who is that who is way bigger, yeah, but looks kind of just it, like her, exactly like Chloe, yeah, yeah, and the temperament. Oh. I mean, I knew the temperament. You know, that's the. That's the ideal of a good breeder, right? Especially when you're looking at like a right. big dog or a really active dog. Like you, you know, mm-hmm. you want to know kind of what you're getting, and um, uh-huh. yeah, it can be it can be super helpful. So I think there's definitely is, a purpose. How old is Chloe? Chloe's ten. Isn't it funny how once once your dog reaches a certain age or starts getting some whites, the 
first question people ask is how old? Yeah. yeah. Sugar face. How old? Oh, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> they're, how, they're waiting for the how much oh, longer? Oh. How much longer does she have left? Oh. Is really what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah we, oh, what's that? And, is that the, oh, it's the rainbow bridge. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it from here. Oh. You heartless bastards. Yeah. And then it's followed by either like, wow, looks so good for that age. Right. Or, oh, uh, wow. <laughs> That's yeah. the other one. Right. Well, a thing I've been talking about forever, basically since she started going gray, is for her birthday, I want to get her uh, full henna. A henna dye job. Because you can match yeah. it. We, <laughs> yeah, we had a famous yeah. groomer tell us you could we could henna dye her grays. But, yes. Do they match it exactly? How, <laughs> how are they at shade matching? I don't know. We haven't done it yet. I just want to get coming. whatever Afghani elders use on their beards. I just want to <laughs> yeah. give that to Chloe. <laughs> Looks natch. Uh, yes, I'm going to be watching for that. We, but we talk about anticipatory grief, which I think is also kind of what we're touching on in a funny way. We're using humor to deflect yeah. Yeah, defense, that's my defense mechanism, yeah, to talk about, yeah, anticipatory grief. Because just like every time I look at her now, I'm like, what? How much longer do I have? Like, how's it going to yeah. go down? I, it, yeah, it's, it's tough stuff having an older. I've been going through the archives at the photos. Like, I have hard drives all over my desk <laughs> of like old photos oh. that I've been taking throughout the years of Momo. And I'm like, I'm going through them and I'm making these galleries of like photos that I never, I never did anything with. Um, and I'm like, why am I, why am I so obsessively doing this right now? And I think it's because I, I want to do this now. Um, because I know that when he's not around, it might be too hard to do, yeah. you know, yeah. at, mm-hmm. at least for a long, for a long time after that, I don't know if I'll be yeah. able to do it. And right it- now I could, I could look at some old photos and then go hang out with Momo and then like, and like just kind of reminisce and hold them close and say like, yeah. wow, how many amazing times have we had? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, uh, because he's not good. Oh, he's he's not like he's not hiding anymore. He's yeah. not um he's not doing his old things anymore. Um mm-hmm. he's he's not really uh he doesn't like to listen as much as he used to. He's he's becoming that um uh, that stern and grumpy senior man and I love it. I love <laughs> this new personality and this new stage. Um but it's uh, you know I I can't uh if I see a nice scene where I think it would be cute if he was hiding in it, it probably won't work. So Hmm. So I, I absolutely want to pick that thread back up, but uh, it in regards to like you know organizing the pictures and stuff that uh, for the first anniversary of when my grandfather passed away this year, I uh, I, I I I took the the eulogy that I gave and put basically like a timeline of his life and pictures uh, along with it in a video, and it was so much harder than preparing the actual eulogy. I think it goes one way or the other, though. I think some people take comfort in finding, in looking at photos once they're gone and, like, reminiscing and stuff, but Mm -hmm. some people can't. Um, I think I'm one of those people who kind of can't until later on. But eventually, you are able to. Well, you also take more photos than anybody I know. I take a lot of photos, Other than... Photographer. Yeah. Kind of on this vein, I mean, I saw the post that you did about Momo, about him sort of forgetting things, and, you know, you talk a little bit about his arthritis, so maybe this is a good segue to say, like, if you have anything, that any words of wisdom you think you want to share with people, or do you have any questions for me about it, or, like, anything that the people should know? Is the informed me. 
I, you know, the one thing I, I did want to ask you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's, he's kind of been, he's got his, he's got a laundry list of, of issues now, which every one of them, I'm just trying to manage. And each one of them kind of le- leans into the other one in some way. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, he's on Galloprant now, which I'm not sure. I know that's helping him with, uh, with his pain. Um, but I don't know if it's causing other things. Like I'm doing blood work all the time to make sure that it's mm-hmm. not doing anything like that. But, yeah. um, one of the things that I'm noticing now is that he cries mm-hmm. like sometimes, well, he, he moans, all, he's very vocal now. Mm-hmm. So he'll like, if you're scratching him, he'll, 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 push into you quite a bit more than he used to mm-hmm. and moan a bunch, uh, at night when he lies down, it is a big grunt. Ugh. Uh, and sometimes he continues to moan a bit after he lies down, he'll lie down with a grunt and then he'll, you know, kind of like that. And it makes me sad because it sounds sad. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what, so I go and lay down with him and I pet him for a bit yeah. and he, he just keeps crying a bit and, and then <laughs> And then I go to sleep and yeah, he's done. It's, it's so hard to know what those things, like, because, like, once they start and you go and you pet him and stuff, like, now has he learned that, you know, he's going to get attention for that? And so does it sort of become behavioral or is it a function right. of aging, too? So I like to think of it as a little behavioral because, you know, he knows that you're going to come and give him attention with that. And that's okay as long as you're mm-hmm. okay with that. But obviously it's, it's not fun when you think that they're uncomfortable. Um, and the thing that you talked about with him kind of like staring at walls or vocalizing or things like that can all be a part of, um, like a canine cognitive dissidence. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, he's definitely there. So, yeah. So, I mean, it would depend on, and, and as far as tough too, when they're whining and crying. Yeah. She's, we have a whiner and a crier. World champion whiner. She'll just lay down and whine. She just whines. And it's so endearing. Hey, (laughs) at the same time as like, what is that? Oh yeah, of course. It's like, what do you want? What can I do for you? Like, show me, tell me, use your words. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, there are lots of things that I've done to manage this. But as far as also your question with around the galloprant, I mean, so so yeah, galloprant is the new cool non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug that we use really commonly in older guys. That's supposed to be the safest and very effective. It's once mm-hmm. a day, which is really nice. And then you know, it always gets to like yeah, blood work is usually we recommend blood work like every six months to a year when they're mm-hmm. seniors anyway. But you know, we are looking at like. And said, you know, we have a saying, if it doesn't do any harm, it doesn't do any good. Meaning like it's so effective, it's going to affect things that we don't want it to affect as well as the things that we do want it to affect. And so, um, so it can have some adverse effects on like the kidney or the liver, but you know, as they get older, it's really all about quality of life. I mean, I've got dogs Mm -hmm. who they have elevated liver enzymes or maybe some kidney insufficiency, but we still go ahead and use the NSAIDs because quality of light, you know, if they can't get around, if they can't go up, go for their walks and things like that, then yeah. really are they living? So we kind of do that balance. So has his blood work been good? Yeah. Good. Well, the, yeah, the last one I went for was in October and it was good. Yeah. So Yeah. Okay, so we have prepared for you a personality test, Cosmo style, to better get to know your beloved Momo. On a scale from one to ten, where would you rank Momo's special skills? He's uh, like uh, like compared to the average dog, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's like a seven and a half or an eight, probably eight and a half. Climbing by the minute, I mean, <laughs> uh, buddy. How hard are you to impress? I mean, the dog invented. 
a game of hide and seek that has given you a career. And you're There's always seven? room for improvement. Yeah. Oh, you're Tiger Mom. <laughs> tiger Mom. Yeah. Don't want him to get cocky. Now we know. Yeah. <laughs> he's listening to this. Uh, problem solving. Problem solving. Oh, he's a he's a ten. I think he like he knows how to engage me. He knows how to get me to come to him no matter what. Uh, he does things like he drops the ball into the couch and he knows that I'm going to go get it for him from the couch. Like he does, <laughs> he, he's, he's like a crow on a wire dropping a, <laughs> dropping an acorn to break it open with a car. He's clever. Okay. I like that. Street smarts. How do you think he's going to do on the mean streets? Of Vancouver? <laughs> Good man. He, uh, he's a 10 there. He's had a run in with, um, uh, fighting dogs in Albania. Whoa. And I think that that gives him a 10. Whoa. With, yeah. with fighting dogs? Fighting dogs in Albania. We were in Albania and it was night and he hadn't walked, he hadn't run with, he hadn't run much that day. And I was walking past this park and I saw a bunch of dogs that looked like they were playing. So I took him off leash and I was like, go play with those dogs. So we started walking towards them, but then his, 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 his cowlick went up and, um, and the other dogs started approaching him real slowly. And I was like, oh, those are, those are some pretty big dogs. Um, so I grabbed him and I pulled him away um, before anything happened. But the owners were, were basically like, oh, we're training our dogs to fight. It's an Albanian oh thing. Oh, my I was like, God. oh, this is bad. This, this could have been really bad. Oh, my God. Momo was almost in Taken, the dog's version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Momo, Momo would be Liam Neeson, though. That's crazy, guys. <laughs> he has a very uh, particular set of Final skills. question on the personality test. How bougie is the boy? Uh, you know what? He's... he's Oh, he's a, he's a low on that scale. He'll drink puddle water, you know. He doesn't need that Fiji. <laughs> like it. He's happy Fair. with he he actually prefers the puddle. He <laughs> prefers the water that's been stagnant for a few days. <laughs> I, um, I put fresh water in his bowl multiple times a day and he he wants to go outside to lick the dirt of like, its water. Give me some runoff. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm about. <laughs> <laughs> the more the more gaseous lines on that water, the better. Yeah. Take me where they're fracking, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you have been a phenomenal guest, Andrew Knapp, but there's only one thing left to do and that is to determine if you, Andrew Knapp, deserve dogs. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. We will do so oh by God, way so of a quiz. <laughs> they are best out of three, multiple choice. And this is the Border Collie Quizzy Time edition. Question time. one. The world's most expensive Border Collie is a last named Megan in Northumberland, England, that was sold to an American breeder for how much money? 19,000 euro, 19,000 dollars, 19,000 pounds, or the Queen of England is personally responsible for keeping Ghislaine alive. <laughs> Ghislaine? Did yeah. you say, what? I'm sorry, Ghislaine. Ghislaine? <laughs> Okay. I, I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the, the mainstream I'm going to go with number three. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, question number two. The video I watched about Megan being sold for a record amount of money ended with the presenter hacking what famous line? Did I do that? That'll do, pig. That'll do. Get in my belly. <laughs> or I love the smell of napalm in the morning. What is number C? Number three? That'll do Get in my belly. 
Yeah, get it, get it. <laughs> yeah, no, that'll do, pig. What is, what is that? That is correct. Wow, yes, the, you did it. You didn't even. Cl- it was a BBC me. announcer that ended it with "That'll do, Meg. That'll do." <laughs> he couldn't oh, lay off funny. of it. Mm. Well, all right, you're already playing with house money. Yep. Let's go for a sweep. Question number three: Border Collies have won six out of the last seven Westminster Agility competitions. A fact I learned in the lovely article in the Press Herald entitled, Surprise, Surprise, a Border Collie Wins the Westminster Agility Contest. (laughs) Alternate title, Whoop-de-fucking-do, another (laughs) Border Collie wins. But what breed of dog broke the Border Collie win streak? Was it a Mississippi Leghound, a Fox Terrier, an Aussie Shepherd? Or a Rottweiler, known for their agility. I'm going to stay in the uh, in the Shepherd family and go with number three. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. yes, because the only a- thing that can come close to the laser Adderall focus of a Border Collie is an Aussie (laughs) Shepherd, which is basically a Border Collie whose ancestors were criminals. (laughs) Did you know that? No, I didn't. Oh my god, I got all three right. Thank you so much well, for donating out, $50,000 to my favorite charity. Because you deserve, <laughs> you deserve dogs. dogs. Yes. <laughs> yes, we will get that right over. Um, it's actually tied up in a Nigerian's prince's account right now, though. Uh, if you had that rat Those tail. Those usually end really well. Yeah. If you had the rat tail, you would probably be on the same princely level. But, uh, dude, you were such a great guest, man. Yeah. You were so fun and so funny. Uh, tell people where to find you. Thank you. I mean, I wish, I wish we could keep talking for hours um <laughs> you can find my books um wherever books are sold uh find momo they're called and they can find me on instagram and anywhere and if and if you know i'm there on instagram you're andrew knapp also let me help I'm you andrew k-n-a-p-p, K-N-A-P-P. <laughs> all right dude this was awesome you're thanks uh, andrew you're a friend of the show and you're a friend of ours hours yeah. now so thank you so much whether you like thank it or you not guys for having bye. Me. bye thank you bye Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet.
Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.